You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. To another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour, Mike. What's up, dude? It's special interview eighty, I believe. We're losing track because that number right now does not matter. What matters is round two with First Line Brewing, and we are juiced up for it. So, for those that missed round one, uh, we'll start with introductions, and then we'll dive into a little bit more of kind of what's new, and then we'll just wing it. Yeah, I like winging it. Ladies first. Ladies first. I'll go first. Uh, my name is Michael. I am one of the owners here at First Line. My name is Shane, and I'm the other owner here at First Line. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to state your age? I was not. <laughs> okay. I am 24 now. I recently 24 had now. a birthday. And recently married. Yes. A lot has changed. How was that? Um, still getting yelled at. So. He's still married. So nothing is, uh, yeah, nothing's changed. I'm still married, so it's considered a success. But You just came back from your honeymoon, too. Where'd you go? Yeah, went to St. Lucia. Ooh, um, nice. it was How was it? Incredible. It How was, was the weather? It was on and off. Was so it? It, would, it would rain, like, downpour for 10 minutes, and then it would stop. So, um, yeah, overall, it's pretty good. We're, um, that was my first time really away from the business. Mm. So... I was constantly like on the cameras checking to see what the hell was going going on and what what is he doing during the day and stuff. There's but no faith in me at all. No faith. No faith. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's uh, back to reality, and I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Oh yeah, I we've, think... been, we've been missing this since the first time we did it. Oh, yeah? yeah, we were when it fir- the first episode dropped. We sat down at the bar and just. We literally planned, we're not brewing this day. We want to watch this because we were so excited. Just We've never mm-hmm. been in a podcast. We've never really been like in a long interview. So it, we were stoked about it. Our families loved it. And a lot of our customers would like watch the whole thing. And they're like, we learned so much about you guys. And I was like, that's great. Like, 
obviously we watch it and your fans watch it, but I was I wasn't too sure some of our local like you know mm. regulars would watch the full thing, and they were like talking about things like towards the end of the video, and I'm like, wow, like, that's so cool. People actually knew. They found out a lot more about Mikey and I and our families than you know they knew beforehand and they talk about stuff still they'll come inside and they'll talk about this, some of the stuff that we brought up in that podcast that's wild yeah and thank you guys for that because well, that yeah, was absolutely. awesome I, I honestly think that's the first time we got that much feedback from an interview <laughs> um, so thank you but yeah there was a lot because that was ideally perfect timing you guys essentially just opened um, to an extent, like you were, I think we were, you were here, we were doing but like take, we we're doing cans. Yeah, we were open for cans. I think. Yeah, it yeah. was like four packs, and then yep. you kept running out because demand was so high. Yeah, and that was kind of what we were essentially talking about for most of it, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of boomed into what we have now and where yeah. we are now, literally physically. Yeah. So I think when you guys came in, we had I don't know if you know if we had the blueprints for this edition. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it, uh, but yeah, that's where we are right now. We're in our upstairs loft. I guess area um so we added more maybe maybe like a hundred more people to our capacity which was crazy because for a while our our capacity was 35 people (laughs) and now we're over a hundred over yeah just tripled it like out of nowhere yeah and with our patio once our outdoor patio opens which might not be this year it might be next year um, Round that's, three. That's another 100 that's another people. podcast. That's, yeah, that's, that's the third podcast. We do it out in the sun. <laughs> yeah. No tent. We'll just sweat. We'll be sweating. Yeah. So when you guys talk about the blueprints, is this exactly what you envisioned when you wrote down the blueprints and like you worked on it? Like this is exactly what we want or is it completely different? Well, um, compared to what we had envisioned before, we never thought we would be able to have a second floor. I don't know why. We just never thought that was a thing just with our location. And since we were so new... Mm-hmm that that wouldn't happen so we had different plans of you know basically doing the first floor and we had that all drawn out basically taking over the old patio um but it was actually our landlord and the um the architect that came to us with this print and it was this building with the second story and we were just like oh my gosh this is crazy like could you imagine having a second floor and then that was basically it that was history and then we you know put different touches on it like you know let's have these windows this size this door upstairs this big and downstairs this big but you know it was basically the first set of blueprints were ready to go so and we, we had, were just so eager we're like we need to get bigger no matter what yeah. you you show me anything let's just freaking do it they could have yeah they could have made it 15 floors and we would have said let's do it yeah or a basement and we would have said let's do we it we needed something that's to fit our new equipment yeah our five barrel because um, we bought that equipment was supposed to, was gonna go into the current building. The original space. The original we space. bought that really? before. We bought that equipment um, in September. We, it was our, after our second week of being open ever. We were running out of beer so fast, and we were like, we're either gonna never be open, or we have to pull the trigger on this. So we bought the equipment right after opening with that first original space. So we're not even planning on it building an addition. We were like, we're just gonna cram it in there and get rid of tables. So we're very glad that that wasn't the case because. Oh my god! Yeah, there's um, word of advice. We got advice, um, so we started on a one barrel, and we were talking to uh, someone off Instagram, someone from Alaska. He started a, a brewery. I don't even know how we got in contact. I found with him, him because he was using the equipment we were gonna. Get. Yeah, he's oh. a great guy. He, he told us though, he's like, don't get a, don't start with a one barrel. Get a three like, barrel. That's what I'm at doing. Least. Don't do it. You're, I'm brewing every day, and we're like. I think we already bought the one barrel. Like, we were like, eh, no, we'll be fine. We're good. We're good. Uh, and then we were brewing seven days a week, and we're like, we shouldn't have bought a one barrel. So then we bought the five barrel. Um, so it's just, everything has just been kind of 
not trial and error, but we're still we're just figuring it out yeah. as we go, like we've said before. So what would have been more stressful for you guys? I want your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Getting like how you did this whole business where you started off super small and you're like, I got to grow because I have so many people coming in or starting off extremely big and having to market like crazy because you need to fill the demand and fill all that stuff. So what do you think would have been more stressful? I've been saying to, to like people who ask me about our business since day one that we did it so different than most people. A lot of businesses will market their brand after they open. Like they'll kind of open up, it'll be a big surprise and then they'll market. Whereas we were marketing this place two years before we even opened the doors. So coming soon on the door for like a year and a half. There's, and we started so small that that gave us the opportunity to get to this level because we had a fan base or you know customer base before we ever opened our doors. We focused a lot on that rather than you know starting so big. So I I'm glad we did it the way we did it. It was obviously you know very stressful because we were just working so much. Well, there's no other way we could have done it. Right. I mean, yeah. money talks and that's the only thing we could afford yeah we didn't have like we didn't come from parents who gave us a ton of money we didn't come we didn't you know get loans or anything like that it was all kind of just self you know this is what we could afford let's try to make this dream work and you know somehow it worked yeah Yeah. going to your question i think starting small for my sanity would be (laughs) going that way because i don't want the only way we would be able to afford that would be a loan and being so young and in debt with school and everything i don't want another loan Right. you know a bank loan and be like okay we bought a 15 barrel system and we have to start paying the bank immediately yeah like, and we had no we had no experience running a business yeah we we knew how to brew but not on a professional scale so that equipment really got us ready for this equipment mm-hmm. if we started with this it would have been a lot more trial and error yeah because yeah. this I, I never brewed in a brewery before mm-hmm. it was all home brewing um this equipment is totally different than our old equipment and any home brewing equipment it's very much automated and um you really have to you know know what you're doing you're gonna waste a lot of money on a bad batch right so um there's also a lot to be said too about having a smaller place and having the capacity of people being allowed to come in met like all the time mm-hmm. because if you had like a twenty thousand square foot place and there's a third capacity people are gonna walk in there and be like this place is dead yeah i don't want to come here so yeah. i think starting small helped that as well it was nice it created from opening in our can situation, it created a demand like locally for uh, to come in here because there was a lot of people that were like, I've been trying to come in here and I can't come in. So they would keep coming back, even though it was annoying that we couldn't get everyone in. In a weird way, with all the COVID regulations, it worked because every time we were open last summer and last fall, we were packed immediately. Every day of the week, which was like a blessing for us because we had no idea what we were doing when we opened up. And uh, like you said, if we had this massive place and the same amount of customers that we had were in that massive place, we would have been like, oh my God, we're a failure, this right. place is dead. So it was a good ego boost, I guess, for us and our families to keep pushing forward and making these jumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get our, get our beaks wet a little bit and be like, okay, now I know how to understand payroll or understand really is like this, the point of sale system and making everything have the right integration to have that correct flow of business is really much better on a smaller scale obviously and then understanding that and make okay now we're comfortable to make a a bigger jump right yeah because you're paid like for example pay in your system let's just i mean no for shout outs all right corporate but (laughs) say you're using quickbooks or whatever Mm -hmm. you'll go on from three people to 15 and mm-hmm. you're like okay instead of doing this three times i have to do it 15 times but you understand the actual process yeah which is kind of ridiculous because that um no pun intended flows into brewing mm-hmm. 
where you have a whole different brewing system. And from your perspective, like, I don't think a lot of homebrewers know this, but they have, at Budweiser, they have a, a full-time employee that just dumps beer that really? doesn't fit standard. And they're yeah. just like, hey, I need you to go dump beer because we basically just lost a portion of a batch or whatever, or like this line is down, mm-hmm. so I need you to go fix it, or something just exploded. Mm-hmm. With this, you went from a smaller system to a larger system, mm-hmm. but you're... The thing that I never understood is your demand has always been so high that you still had to have like a quote unquote menu mm-hmm. of beers, yeah. which is most people don't think about the cleaning. Most people don't think about how you can actually bring in the products that you need to make that specific beer work and taste consistent every single time. And then now you have a much larger system, but your menu is still packed with all these different mm-hmm. beers. So yeah. how was that process going from a smaller system to a larger system without wasting products? <clears throat> It was, it was definitely the first couple brew days were a little nerve-wracking because we were worried. We were in such a pinch. When we started to brew on this, it was literally like, if we don't brew today and hit it out of the park, like we might be closed for a couple weeks because we had no beer left. This was when we were transitioning from that old equipment to the new stuff. So it was very nerve-wracking at first, but you know we really just just studied the equipment. I would constantly just run water through everything to make sure I knew every valve and and how to transfer stuff just because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest fear was the scalability of the recipes. So like true. Shane said, was we started off with the ones that were less complicated, make sure we Which hit one was that? that? We our, the People our was our, 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 our was easiest, easiest beer to one. make. It's only got one grain and one type of hop. Gotcha. Um, but then so, we brewed Yabba yeah. for the third. Was it's it, I like, I like, that's like the most complicated. Yeah. It was the most, and then we hit like the, <laughs> it's really really good yeah so it's, we, it's the best that batch was the best batch of yabba we've ever made hands down and that gave us the confidence to be like okay Why? we can master this equipment. the equipment just so much like it's efficiency on like grains and um it's like, so much better and how i can control the beer while it's fermenting with the with the glycol um in the tanks and being able to pressurize at such a high level and it's just it's a honda to a lamborghini right. as compared to the equipment i mean it makes every beer that we've made like every version of our old beer that we've remade has been 10 times better, like not even close. So it's been a huge uh, bonus for us to be able to do this because for a while we were pumping out beer on this small equipment and pumping out so much of it over and over and over again. Um, But having stuff that was consistent all the time was difficult because the equipment was so small that it was just, there was so much waste, so you weren't getting a lot. So with the new equipment, we can let things sit, like let beer sit longer and actually you know, age how they're supposed to. Yeah, I remember the first round that we did, you guys were saying that you're excited for Yabba 2.0 because you didn't let it sit and kind yeah. of get more of that flavor. Mm-hmm. And you're able to do that with this new system. Yes, yeah. That's sweet. We'll Speaking, have to get you guys some of the Yabba. Speaking of the today. transition period, um, we cut it really, really close. I'm probably just lucky. Um, but our cooler, we have a cooler out back, and um, it's had, we have the six little kegs. So we, on average, when we were at the original spot, we were probably operating with anywhere between like 40 to 60 kegs in a rotation. But we were just going through so much beer that literally before that equipment was hooked up, we had six kegs to withstand a, a whole weekend. weekend. Oh my gosh. And we're like, we need to brew. So we were waiting on, it probably was a. All right. Yeah. The diesel boys. <laughs> the diesel boys are here. Um, we, were pro- we were waiting on one what is it the vent it was yeah it was our our exhaust vent from the boil kettle has to it had to be this crazy like triple wall vent that goes all the way up to the second floor and out 
because it has to be like a chimney effect because we have this like jet engine burner underneath the yeah. boil now. So that was took so long to get in. <laughs> we were that, we were we needed beer. We were like I was texting my buddy who's an HVAC guy, and he's like, "Can we brew on this?" If and he's like, "No, you'll die." And we're, we looked at each other. We're like, "We may have <laughs> we to, might have to <laughs> try it because we need to stay open. Yeah. and not close down." So literally the second that that thing was operational, we were we were running it and it was we got so lucky it yeah was ridiculous we were we would have closed down for probably two weeks if yeah. we couldn't get open that if we couldn't start brewing so your new equipment is in the addition that you build yep did you consult anybody to that point about like the proper way to install this stuff or did you just we kind of, installed you just all it? of this by ourselves Damn, we because we were with, with the addition going on and us being shut down for so long like money was tight yeah um coming into this so like a lot of breweries will hire out a glycol company to pipe everything a lot of people will you know hire companies to set everything up the right way we literally set all that up ourselves and i actually did all the glycol myself and you it's need like, to get a video of it it's, it's so ratchet so ratchet. actually don't get a video yeah don't get a video you guys can just look at it <laughs> yeah, it's we'll so it. ratchet it's it's uh pex pipes um that I did all myself. It took like two or three days, and I was proud of it because it works. Like, it, it might not be, yeah, it, it might not be beautiful like the other places, but it gets the tanks down to thirty-two degrees. So, but you know what we did have? We had to to get that equipment set up. Oh there's a pallet jack and a car jack that we used that car jack probably at least two hundred and fifty times to get it in the right position because oh oh. everything is hard piped in. So when so we got the kettles off the truck, the feet of the kettles had these like metal brackets that were welded onto these metal frames so that when it was shipped across the ocean it wasn't moving around where did they come from she came from china okay. um hopefully next time we'll get american-made stuff you know yeah. anyways do they even make it do yeah make it's just stuff? so much so it's like gotcha. four well, times the course. price yeah. yeah but you know we were cheap when we bought this and we're always we're always cheap we're cheaper always. he's cheap right now so <laughs> someone's got to be cheap yeah <laughs> so we literally were we had no way to lift the tanks up and we didn't want to hire someone to come in to do it. So we literally took a car jack and a bunch of pieces of wood and we were raising up these super heavy tanks. And just us two. Just and us we two. were holding it. And it's holding like it. tons of pounds. <laughs> it sounds like us putting the wall together. <laughs> yeah. really. And the one time like we were trying to grind the welds off to get the things off and the grinder just kept dying. So I kept calling Mikey the, the mule or the donkey because he would, would take donkey kick it. Donkey kick. <laughs> And it would metal. break the welds off. Would, yeah, dude, I had bruises all over. And I, the, the fermenter actually fell on the other fermenter. Yeah, the one fermenter tipped over in the one day and almost fell on the ground. Yeah, so it's, I, at least it's up. Yeah, we. I don't know how we did that. That was crazy. And getting it in here, the tanks are too big. They were supposed to be big, like uh, smaller than the garage door. That was the whole plan. And, of course, they're not. Why would they be? Mm-hmm. So we had to. Um, we actually had to bring the mash ton through the side window before the window was in with like a big what was that machine a crane it's like, it's like a crane type of thing i don't know but it was a nightmare oh my so God. where did you guys store that equipment so we had a time <laughs> we we had to time it perfectly for the when the shipment was coming in overseas to have a place because we had nowhere to store it yeah so we had to time the construction of this building to be done before the equipment came in and by the grace of God, it's so just, lucky. It just, this place was up finally. We were on the construction guys asking, like, you guys need to hurry up. You need to get this done because we have this equipment coming. The equipment showed up, and it was literally just a frame, like, studs and, you know, the plywood or whatever is yeah. on the outside of a building. And that was it. We had the garage door in just so no one would come in and steal it. But, like, 
second floor was just wide open to the elements. All the windows were open. We, and we had we sorry. No, you're good. Um, we had a private party for Reed, oh Reed Ferguson. Um, this was so. Oh, his wife planned his birthday party, and for on a Wednesday. It was a she planned it a long time before before the before dip. yeah. So then. They also had a, a baby shower that Saturday. Here. So the week before, the construction guys tell us that they're knocking down that cinder block wall. And this is the middle of the winter, middle and this building was not closed. So and once they knock that wall down, it's 30 degrees it was in there. in here. And then Reed comes by, and his wife comes by, and they see dust everywhere. The wall oh is down. Gosh. There's a tarp. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll be ready for the the party. And it was we had, I think heat, we brought heaters outside. Very heaters. illegal. We had the outside propane heater tanks inside the building for a little while. But luckily, the day of and of his party and the baby shower was like a randomly like fifty five degree day in the oh, winter. Nice. So we we really we're just out. a lucky lucky two son of a bitches. Yes. Because that all of that could have gone horribly if the equipment came in. A month early. I mean, it would have been sitting outside. I guess I don't really yeah, know. We would have yeah. done with it, right? So, not to geek out too hard, but like, what do you need to run the equipment? Like, what power do you? Is it all three phase? It's, so we went from our one barrel to heat up the actual um, the wart or whatever the beer to boil it for yeah. an hour. We were we were using electric, um, but now we're um, flame. We're direct flame. So, so we so have it's a, all natural gas. A gas line, but now we we have like a two twenty just to we have a two twenty to control panel for the pumps. But we actually had to get um, national fuel out here to run a whole new service yep. from the road, like dig a trench out and put this like four inch, six inch pipe underground um, to service the new brewing equipment because it's like two hundred thousand BTUs or something. Yeah, and then yeah. also our new yeah. HVAC system too. And because we had this, uh, we have a seven ton HVAC unit now on the roof to power this whole place. So I think we uh, added seven. I think it's. I may be wrong. I don't know. Maybe seven million. BTUs. I think it's seven million BTUs were added to the building from that line with so, the, with the brewing equipment and our new HVAC and uh, tankless water heater. And tankless water heater. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't ever want to experience that. Oh my gosh. That, time of construction of timing everything and going through all the different pieces that everyone looked at us like we knew they're like how many btus do you need on this pipe i don't even know what a btu is yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know they're like they're like dude it's the amount of energy you need to heat something you're like what what (laughs) like it's but yeah and then of course when national fuel shows up they're like we have to increase yeah your entire yeah uh meter and you're just like "Uh uh-huh and they're like to what you're like eight million btus (laughs) it's like oh the sun is there (laughs) that's ridiculous yeah um but yeah so that's so for reference I don't think a lot of people know this, but generally you need like 2 million BTUs in a car collision shop to run a paint booth to then paint someone's car. Really? And you guys are at 8 million BTUs to brew beer. Yeah, yeah. that's a huge flex to our 8 million BTUs. <laughs> oh yeah, like that. We're stronger let's, than, let's, we're stronger than a, uh, a car shop. Yeah, Valvoline or whatever. Um, <laughs> let's talk about what Valvoline. we're Yeah, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about what we're drinking. Okay, Derek, you'll... Dive into it, man. Because so th- this is our Buffalo Happy Hour three chord single barrel here, and we brought it for our boys here, so you guys can try it out. Um, it's but yeah, it is our single barrel. It's the eighty twenty blend of cognac and toasted barrels, and we wanted to get your guys' feedback on it. So wh- what do you what do you guys think? It's, well, it's pretty we, hot, right? Yeah. yeah. Re- recently, over the past like I don't know, maybe six months, 
I've gotten Mikey into bourbon. Hmm. Um, I was a Jack Daniels fiend in high school, and then I threw up a couple times, and, and then he I wouldn't drink away. it. I stayed away from whiskey. So then I got into whiskey like a year ago, and he would never try it. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to turn you into a whiskey man at some point. And now, you know, we we love it. So mm-hmm. we're really happy you guys brought this. Yeah, thank cool. you. It's Good. delicious. It's, it's fantastic. You I mean, did like a, a a buttery toast taste. And it's just amazing. Butter toast, vanilla, caramel. definitely cracked pepper. Yeah, caramel. <laughs> Um, exactly everything that you guys said was there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly everything that you told that us that was in here before the podcast started. No, it really It's fantastic, cool. honestly. We're, this is, it's such a cool thing that you guys were able to do that, too. I didn't know that places really offered that. Yeah. Um, so that's sweet. You yeah, guys we're want a beer? Sweet. Sure. So, <laughs> no, yeah. we can brew you a beer. Oh, yeah. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was kind of where I was going. What I wanted yeah. to do was... Um, I was just a lush, and I'm like, yeah, I'll take yeah. a beer for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but <laughs> well, oh, I'll, come, I'll get you a beer. <laughs> so, obviously, Derek and I are, are extremely inquisitive, and we've worked on, a, a, I don't know, I guess a ton of different equipment in regards to size, but nothing like this. And if it's possible, I mean, I know you got like 90 years of vacation time throughout the year, but if we can schedule something on a weekend or whatever, um, in like, I don't know, October, whatever, something... Yeah. I want to like, I personally want to volunteer my time and just kind of work with you unpaid. Like, I just want to spend time with you guys and, and brew and just kind of help out, even if I have to squeegee water into a, a oh, faucet we'll, or we'll something. We'll put you to work, <laughs> we'll buddy. You There's a lot yeah. of work. This is what we should do. We should get you guys in here. We brew a beer, Buffalo Happy Hour. That can even be the name of the beer. And we get Tommy Boy to draw us up a sick label. For free. Cans. For free. We, yeah. we have to tell <laughs> him free. one day before we need it. Yes. That's what <laughs> we need to do. We'll tell him while the canning hours. company is on the way yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, 18 hours, and then he has no out. Yeah. Like, he this has to happen. And plus, he's a, he's a beer snob, so he's yeah. like, well, I guess I'm going to drink it anyways. Yeah, exactly. he's got to do it. So, yeah. uh, talking about cans and stuff, um, we are transitioning to cans, hopefully, like, in a month or so. Um, we're just... Dying. What do you mean? Like, from bottles? No, so no, we are. To cans. We're gonna, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna. So we're finally gonna start canning again because it was always we were either open just doing tap room sales mm-hmm. or we were closed just doing cans. So now that we have a ton of beer, um, I guess we'll announce it on the podcast. Our first can is going to be bringing back Beast in the East, but it's going to be obviously better now that we have this new equipment and we want to have it in cans and on tap all season because nice. it was kind of like our staple beer for the playoffs. Um, it actually won and. Not really an award, but this beer page, this beer <laughs> page tried all of the Buffalo Bills playoff beer because a lot of the breweries made playoff beer, um, and we actually placed first in that for that beer. So well, dude, we're congrats. very proud of it, and um, we uh, we're going to be bringing it back, and hopefully we'll have some merch to go along with it. But if Tom hurries up, if Tom hurries up, but he never hurries up. <laughs> what no, kind of beer is it? It's a, uh, a pineapple. IPA. We, yeah, we call it a Buffalo IPA. Just. Um, but it's a pineapple <laughs> New England IPA, so oh, okay. it's a you know nice juicy aroma hop New England IPA that's with you know pineapple puree and maybe some other fruits as well depending on what we want to do. But um, it's it was a go. huge hit for us. Yeah, the ref- if you guys when you walk down you can see like our little storage area where mm-hmm. the tables and chairs are. We want to put a refrigerator in there and a merch stand in there, um, and then do takeout over there. It's nice. perfect because this corner right here is where a lot of. Bi- Bills fans will stop on the way to the game. They'll stop at beers for a breakfast sandwich or grab beer, mm-hmm. and then they'll head right down that way, and that's how you get to some of the lots. So we want to be open Sunday mornings for to take out, and you know you come and grab East in the East or whatever, and head over to head over to the stadium. So such I a love good idea. it. Yeah. So speaking of new things, and um, 
being thirsty literally at all points of the day outside of the fact that it's like 96 degrees outside oh gosh, yeah. you mentioned that there's something in the works that you guys are coming out with mm-hmm. um so let's transition to that um i'm empty derek's empty i'm gonna go grab it's not that we have a problem but we may or may not have a problem problem. but it's fine i'll be right back i'm gonna go grab some of these Mm -hmm. okay so we'll try that out and then while we're waiting how you doing (laughs) i mean you're you're not like a whiskey guy but this is hot man this is 118.2 yeah um i'm dying on the inside (laughs) no it's it's delicious i'm i'm a rookie and i gotta get put through the ropes and no, it's good. It's really good. I like. It's hard. It's bad to say, but beer makes me really bloated, mm-hmm. so I can really only have like one or two glasses, See? and I just get. I'm not hungry anymore. I yep. just want to lay down. So that's really what drew me into whiskey. Um, I can have a couple responsibly mm-hmm. and still feel like okay. I don't want to sleep. Right. Well, that, from being full. Yeah, that or just do hours and hours of cardio to get yeah. rid of your bloat. I'm with yeah, you. that's. Exactly. I literally tell Derek that every time, and I. I'm almost at the point where I feel bad saying no because I'm like I I don't want to deal with after yeah. like oh we're having a good time but then as soon as I get home I'm just miserable because I'm like oh goodness I had another beer and then yeah. it just sits yeah exactly because I'm a big pasta guy so I got to oh, save yeah. my carbs for my pasta so I how often do you have pasta though literally Shane how often are you pasta once a night my wife uh, she uh, she kills me because I constantly. Like I'm just making a mess in the kitchen because I'm putting something together, but it's what, bad. What's it? You don't you don't break the pasta. You no, don't. No. Jesus, what are you? Dude, right, this podcast is over. <laughs> Listen, this, he's going to start talking about cutting his pasta next after it's cooked. What is that about? Yeah, like pre-washing it before yeah. you put it in. <laughs> But why? Like, what is the whole... Because it, it just gets smaller in the pot? I'm Irish, man. Like, you got to educate me. Yeah, no, I mean, me personally, I like I like slurping my pasta. Yeah. I like the pasta with... Um, Are you one of the pretentious Italians that use a spoon? or do I you do. Just use, do I you do really? Use Good spoon. for you. I'm I do pretentious. not. My dad used a spoon. <laughs> um, so my dad and my grandfather used a spoon. I don't need to have a spoon because yeah. my twirl is pretty on point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just grew up. My mom never oh, yeah. broke the pasta. Um, we like to keep the sauce. So what I like to do is I like to make the sauce, put the sauce on the in the pan, and then I cook the sauce, and then I put the pasta in. Add a little pasta water. So you salt your pasta water mm-hmm. right when it starts boiling. So then you put the pasta in the boil in the cooked um, sauce, and you mix it together to make sure the sauce is coating the pasta. That's a big. That's a big mistake people don't do because if you yeah. don't put sauce in your pasta, then it gets all sticky. Exactly. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, the, the pasta is actually just a caveat to eat the sauce. Mm-hmm. It can, just sits on the pasta. Can we do a pasta dinner soon? Dude, I'll I need make, to learn all these things. <laughs> Dude, I make a good. Yeah, yeah I make a good bolognese. Yeah, my mom. Shout out my mom. She makes a killer red sauce. I mean, we're down. Yeah, I, literally whenever. Again, <laughs> we're just trying to. I just want to learn as much we'll as bring, possible. We'll in this bring life. whiskey. Yes, hey, we bring the whiskey. We bring the pasta. I like yeah, that. we got it. I want to do. Uh, I got to bring him on board, but I want to make a uh, like a fast casual pasta shop. Oh. I want. I don't want to. I'll tell you guys off camera. Okay. But it's kind of so, a goal of mine. Like, like years. Yeah, you're years 50 and you're world. bored. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're gonna. One more after this, I need you guys to try. What is going on? Jesus. Actually, maybe more after that. I'm going to start with these ones I just placed first for your palate. Okay. If anyone saw me on camera, I took a sip of that, and my right eye started to twitch because it was steaming. And now my Make sure you zoom in. Make sure you zoom in. Whatever minute we're on, zoom in on my right eye. 
All right, so these two beers that I brought over are. Fine, Michael, grab it. You guys are the. Oh my God, be an athlete. You guys are the first ones to try these, so. These are the two beers that we'll be releasing on our one-year anniversary That's party. That's the big thing we have to be Saturday. talking about. Oh, it's not even going to be released, but... Yeah. But no, so our this Saturday is our one-year anniversary party. A big deal for us. We got a fantastic live uh, performer playing from 1.30 to 4.30. We have Tees and Taps, which is a local uh, simulate, golf simulator bar that Did makes... You, you were a big golf guy now, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, I went there. We went there, yeah. They're, so, spoiler alert, but we're working with them to be on the pod soon. Nice. Oh, sweet. Great guys, yeah. yeah. They're coming here. They're, they're going to ha- set up their uh, their putting green out back. They're oh, going to have sweet. a tent. They're going to do pu- uh, club fittings. They're going to give out you know, merch and raffle stuff. We have putting competitions. They're raffling out um, simulation, simulation, simulator time. Yeah. Simulation. <laughs> simulator time. <laughs> and times. then uh, we have a DJ from um, 6 to 10. So, and we got these two beers releasing. releasing. We have a, our first ever beef on wax sandwich releasing. Yeah. Um, we got a lot going on. It's a big day for us. So these two beers, the first one you're going to try is called Hot Blonde. So it's perfect beer for the summer. Named after my wife, if you're listening, Abigail. <laughs> your, your mom, I believe your mom calls it Dirty Blonde. She calls it. So my sisters are very um, Italian, my Italian fiance, and dark. So they were, they were offended, offended when we called this hot blonde. They wanted me to call it. I said, well, it's not a brunette ale. So and, and <laughs> I got in a little trouble for that. But. <laughs> you slept on the couch that night? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so this is a watermelon blonde, hot blonde, which we'll be releasing on Saturday. So it's six and a half percent. I'm sorry. This it's got a nice watermelon notes. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Watermelon blonde. It's refreshing. You get a little hint wow. of watermelon to it. That watermelon is powerful. Oh, that's amazing. How do you do the watermelon? It's is that puree? It's yeah. a secret <laughs> We well, actually throw watermelon. because I want to know. We yeah. throw watermelon <laughs> seeds. <laughs> we put watermelon seeds in the mash, and then the watermelons actually grow. Oh, oh there you go. Um, and then the, by the time the beer is done, you pull out full watermelons? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's honestly just as easy as adding watermelon f- puree or extra. Oh, okay. That's how a lot of beers this are This is the are perfect, made. though, like... Ratio. Like ratio, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so extract is very scary to work with because it's so powerful. Um, yeah, like one drop too much, you're drinking just straight so syrup. We have this crazy formula that just measures out exactly how much extract we need. A, a, uh, a equals, equals No, B. Y equals MC. No, Y yeah. equals M- MX plus B. Yes. Oh, yeah. The slow formula. <laughs> Obviously, that's not the formula we use. <laughs> Isn't it like A squared plus B squared equals C squared or something? Yeah, something, something like that. Be, yeah. Anyways, the formula is just Shane dumping an extract. I just dump it and we taste it. <laughs> <laughs> I add it. That's honestly how I we add it. I add a little, we taste it. I add a little, we taste it. So what happens if you go too far? We, so, yeah, we're yet to do that. We have yet we're to do that. Batch. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why because you can't add more beer. Mm-mm. Exactly, and you can't take this out either. So it's so. very nervous. So would yeah. you be able? To, I don't know how this would even be possible. But if you brewed a batch that is too much watermelon extract, could you brew another batch that has less watermelon extract and blend the two, or does that not work with brewing? You can dilute it with just another. You can dilute it with water blood. even um, as well, which I've learned some breweries do actually. So. Uh, not to get into the science or anything, but like we, what we were just saying is that the problem is that that beer would be sitting for so long if we were to rebrew oh, a new okay. one. So basically, we just when we do a beer like this, or when we do a beer like our bitch and Betty that uses extract, um, we once we get it right one time, we do the same thing, add the same amount every time, and it never really is too overpowering, mm-hmm. which is nice. But um, that's a blueberry one, right? Yeah, bitch and Betty. Yeah. yeah. So you know, with the like the sour that you'll try next was um, all puree. So 
44 pound boxes of puree and um that was a lot of you know testing and we were like who knows if this is going to be too much or not but it turned out to be good this was our first ever sour so we've done sours collabs with other breweries but this was our first sour that um we ever brewed ourselves i mean we you've home brewed a sour before but we were so nervous sours are very you gotta let them sit mm-hmm. for a couple of days to reach, reach reach that ph level it's actually infecting the beer for anyone out there who doesn't know you're actually creating bacteria to infect the beer to create the sour flavor and then you kill it all off by boiling it but so i was gone on my honeymoon and it was in the fermenter and then shane would text me every day tasting it i was like dude how is the sour doing he's like it is very very good yeah because the day I left, the day before that I left, the day before I left, holy, holy shit, those whiskeys getting to me. Um, <laughs> we were boiling it out, and dude, it's it smells like dunk in it here. smells like any of the brewers out there watching this, you know, making a sour, the boil, it smells like you're boiling throw up. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. And that was my first. So when we when we would do the sour collabs with these other breweries, I was there for the brew day. I was never there for the boil day, so I never experienced that smell on a commercial sized brewery. So when I, I was just like, oh my God, did we mess something up? Like, is this ruined? Who did you reach out to? Like, just a I couple reached out of your friends? I, yeah, and you're so like, is this normal? After, we, after I was boiling it, I reached out to um, the head brewer of uh, Eli Fish, Adam. He's a great, he's a great, great dude. Guy. We're doing another collab with him. We did the Gloppy Slush with him. Yep. We're doing yeah. Gloppy Slush 2.0 here um, at uh, end of September. Anyway, so he was just telling me it's normal, you know, if as long as you're not getting this smell. And I'm like... We're I'm kind like, of, I don't know if I'm getting it or not. <laughs> I'm so, we're, whiff, we're like whiffing and we're like, I think we're getting that. I'm like, I don't know. Because then once you start thinking about it, like you smell yeah. it. 100%. Yeah. So I, he's like, you know, once you, which I know, and I've researched, once it ferments and the yeast goes in the yeast and all that, somehow it gets rid of that smell. So I was like, you know what? We already made it. Let's just try it out. We'll see what happens. So the yeast took it out perfectly. And I was just like, oh my God. Are you guys sour guys? Do you like sours? I do. Bit? Yeah. I really like. I really like sour. I, I think we should rename it Buffalo Happy Sour. There you oh, go. I like that. Buffalo what? Happy's what Sour. What is that? Buffalo. Yeah. Did, Buffalo we just break, did we just break the internet? Did we just break brains? <laughs> so, yeah, of, like, of, of nine people, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, the bet. So, all right. So, back to this, this, uh, the hop line. Yeah. Um, so, it's a blonde ale that you added watermelon flavor to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I really like the watermelon. Yeah. yeah. I think I've always wanted to do something with watermelon in the summer just because I think it's perfect flavor. Yeah. Most refreshing yeah. flavor. Yeah. yeah. So, we were able to finally do it, like, literally the end of the summer, of course. Um, <laughs> so, we're real happy with it. It's a very small, limited batch that we have that we're releasing. It probably will only be on Saturday and Sunday. That's kind of what we're hoping is that this will sell out Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we only just did a couple kegs of it. But... Um, I'm happy with it. I yeah. think it's good. It's a it's a crusher. I mean, yeah, I'm destroying mine. And the best part is it's six and a half percent. Nice. So this is not like a four percent pilsner. Yeah, this will get you good. It, it feels like it goes down like a pilsner, like a real light beer. But it's got that you know six and a half percent kick that'll make you jump off the balcony up here if you want That's to. Talking about. If you want to, yeah. So how many iterations of this brew did you had to do before you got to that right percent? This was it. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we ever did this one. So it was no, like no. nice flex, dude. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, if, you saw, if you saw how we did this, you guys would laugh. This is not. This we're specifically not telling you about. Yeah, it. we're not telling you because it, it's so it's so stupid and easy. Like so. So what's this one then? So okay. So, so this is the sour. So this on. is called. I gotta finish. Yeah. So yeah. we gotta finish. Chill this out, one. bro. I just want to taste just it. Hang it's, out. It's literally hang staring out for a again. Bit. I'm Irish. Things look at me. I know there's booze in there. <laughs> All right. So this sour has been my. 
baby in the making because I've always wanted to make a sour. We're always waiting to do it. Like we're just yeah. waiting for the perfect time to do it. And once we decided to do this um, one year anniversary, we're like, this is the perfect time to release a sour. Yeah. Everyone's wanted a sour from us. We've had sours on tap this whole time, like our Sun Kiss with 12 Gates or Guapi Slush with um, Eli Fish. Or so can the, you tell the people why you didn't do a sour from the beginning again, just in case yeah. you didn't watch the first interview? So the reason why I didn't open up with a sour is because the brewing world right now is so sour forward and fruited sours is like they're just king right now so when we opened up it could it might have been a bad decision but by me to do this um i don't know why i thought to do this but i really wanted the our customers to try our beer the real beer for not that a sour is not real beer but you know our our blondale our blueberry beer our ipas like i wanted them to like that and like us first because if i put a sour out people would just drink that up and right. leave and they would never you know, when we run out of it in one day, they're not going to come back. Sure. The so, sour critics are different animals. Yeah, too. they're brutal, man. The sour people out there, they are sour for real. Slam. We were, we were about to... <laughs> so, we were... <laughs> we were about to name this beer Sourpuss. Yeah. But our servers our didn't servers want didn't to say want to it. it. <laughs> they didn't want to go up to a customer and say, oh, here's your Sourpuss. Yeah. Um, so, we were going to name it that. <laughs> but Shane, we're going to put Shane on the can, too. Yeah, it was going to be me at my face on the can. <laughs> Um, Tom would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he already did a can with my face on yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I love that one. Love, yeah, me too. Um, so, <laughs> so this is Mango Tango. So it's so called it's mango, mango Tango. It's Cara Cara Orange and Mango. And it's 5%. And you don't get a lot of that real, like, sour bite. Tart. It's, it's more mm-hmm. of, like, envision like a mimosa. Okay. That's kind of, like, the vibe I get from it. Um, I'm very happy with it. So let's give it a, let's give it a taste. All right, you're going to... This isn't the milk crate challenge over here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do want to try it. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's thick, but it's, like you said, it's more citrus forward rather Very than like a, sour, yeah. yeah, rather than like a berry blackberry, well, like sour tart. We're coming off our Sunkist, which was a... It's, the strawberry lemonade sour and the lemonade made it very very tart it was super sour it was super super sour so I think this is a nice change to be like okay it's not as sour but you do get that that kick a little bit what's the difference between a sour and a goes it's really so gozes are brewed with who knows (laughs) dude I'm killing it ooh I kinda like that it had like a wheat end to it yeah like that's not sour all the way through the ending is very very nice that's the thing like that's and it honestly wasn't by plan or anything yes it was it was yeah it was <laughs> absolutely no we're the reason why i like this and my family really likes it like i said my family are very they're critical about what we make they'll tell me the truth if they like something or if they don't or what i should fix or whatever and they love this and it's because a lot of the sours out there right now you know no not slamming anyone but it's they're very sour forward mm-hmm. where a lot of our customers like our clientele likes the regular regular beer the blondales the blueberries the lighter easy drinking beers ipas our um, number one seller for a craft for being a craft brewery is our blondale because a lot of our customer base is like Mm -hmm. coming from bud lights you know we're patriotic so we Mm -hmm. get a lot of the people who don't drink craft beer hard-working americans (laughs) (laughs) that's what we get so when we when we release these beers we try to do things that um our clientele will enjoy we don't want to ha- ever have anything that's so overpowering in one direction mm-hmm. like a crazy hoppy ipa or insanely sour sour um so the good thing about this is i think that a lot of the customers that come to the bar 
and I say to them, oh, we got this sour, and they're like, I don't like sours. You know, now this is one I can hand to them and say, listen, it's not that sour. It's you're going to get more of like the fruit forward, tropical, and then you'll get a little like tang at the end. Yeah, um, I think it's a perfect combination. You killed. This I'm one. not going to lie. You. Thank you. I, and I'm not saying this just to gas you up, man. This is one of my favorite sours I've ever had that because is it is so sour at the front. But then, you, like you're saying, with sours on the back end, you get that weird like film. Yeah. Because it's just so sour in your mouth and your like taste buds and you're yeah. salivating way too much this ends with that like weeded grain note yeah and it's that's like just such a great it makes it kind of like a sour wheat beer yeah at, at some point and maybe we me, created something fantastic. new yeah on purpose yeah i love this thank man. you thank you yeah, i'm really i'm comment. really happy with it um really proud i'm very excited that these are the two beers we're releasing on saturday because it is a huge day for us mm-hmm. um they're gonna do really well I'm Thank hoping. You. I'm hoping. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. It means a lot. You guys are the first people to you try are. this. Is yeah. so good. You're going to get a good yeah, feedback really good. from this, and you're going to have to keep brewing this. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, that I'm, smell I'm, is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So when you you mentioned the smell on the boil day, is it amplified of what you smell when you smell the beer, or oh, is it no, totally it's, different, dude? Dude, it's if up. you smelled the boil kettle, if the so you brew the beer, you make the wort, it sits in the boil kettle, then you. I don't want to tell our. Yeah, secrets, you do your, so- your you sourness. You do these things to create sour, <laughs> create the sourness. We'll, we'll tell, tell you off camera. camera. Um, you did my dude, toes in. Lit, yeah, Mikey, <laughs> Mikey jumps in it and takes a bath. Smells his sour armpits off. You're like, you want a bacteria? That's the wheat note you're getting. Yeah, that's the wheat note. <laughs> yeah, that's all that pasta you're yeah. eating. It's all yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Mikey swims it's a white meat blend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the smell after multiple days of it sitting, like you, we open the lid and there's literally like, like curds it looks like or, mold or like yeah. milk curds on the top, and it's like holy shit, this is like it's oh my a, god, not okay. Did you guys think it was yeah. bad at first? Like yeah, the that first it wasn't time supposed to happen because when I brewed it, when you brew it on a small scale, you don't get that crazy. Like when I would brew it at home on a five gallon pot, like you smell it, but it's not like overwhelming because it's not <laughs> two hundred gallons. Yeah. So at we this point in. we were like, oh my god! Like, like I said, I've never been at that stage for a sour with a collab, which is the only time we've ever done a sour. So we, I was like, oh my god, this is freaking weird. So I think you got it. Did you? I think you were here before I got here. Yeah. And like you called. Me I had to go. Me. So I had to actually reach into the boil kettle to take a pH reading. <laughs> I was literally made him come up there with me. Yeah. I was like, we did it together. We I was like, if you're coming, if I'm going up there, you're coming with me. We had like towels over our nose, and everyone, anyone who's watching this that is a brewer or whatever, they're probably like, they're these guys are fun. fucking idiots. It is, <laughs> but, but now I know. The next time that I smell that, I'm like, oh, it's totally normal. Yeah. Totally normal. That this smells like someone just threw up in, yeah. in a pot and we yeah. we put it on fire. Yeah, I would have tossed the whole thing out That's if I thing. smelled that. I kept thinking that I was like, do we dump this? But then I'm like. Well, we already did it. We have an open tank. Let's just ferment it and just see what happens. And then after a couple of days, it fermented like crazy. And I took a sample. I'm like, holy shit, it's, it's a sour. It's fine. So every, everything that people told me about, like, the smell. I think we still, we still get a little bit of shock that we brew beer that tastes like beer. Yeah, this is all still new to us. Yeah, we like, didn't. We didn't like a lot of this people. This tastes good. Yeah. Wow, that's weird. I, yeah, I dude, I'm not kidding you. My dad tried it like yesterday. I think it was either yesterday or the day before you were here, and I said to him, "I'm like, I'm honestly surprised <laughs> because we that's came. Amazing. We we didn't come from like a lot of people. They have a head brewer that you know went to school for. They mm-hmm. brewed at this brewery and this brewery, and they have just so much experience. Like we didn't really have 
nowhere near that. Right. Um, no, we didn't. I think my nose is bleeding. <laughs> Very good. Not. I'm going to suck it back up. Um, <laughs> God. That whiskey, man. Yeah. yeah. It's not a good but. endorsement for the Buffalo Happy Hour whiskey. <laughs> or a sour. I'm going to get the other beer. I really think my nose is bleeding, so I'm going to walk away. You take a break. I'll, I'll take a break. Uh, I'll take it. But th- this other this beer is, um, it is bleeding. Jesus. It is bleeding. <laughs> He's hammered right now. No, so this, this other beer, um, can you go downstairs actually real quick and get a tap handle? Oh, yeah. Just don't faint walking upstairs because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're losing blood yeah. or anything. So we're very <laughs> excited um, on for this next beer is our Orchard Park IPA. So we were brought, we had a 100-year anniversary or, um, IPA for the, we teamed up with the Chamber of Commerce, and it was the, villages, the Village of Orchard Park's 100-year. Oh, yeah, they selected they, yeah. you guys to yeah. brew it. So we brewed their beer. Um, we had it for the taste of Orchard Park, and it was a big hit. So we... Um, really liked it. We're both two kids from Orchard Park. We grew, we're here in Orchard Park. Yeah. We also live in Orchard Park. So we figured, why don't we just create a... We changed the recipe a little bit, added a couple more hops, and um, substituted some, and we created the Orchard Park IPA. So this IPA, and with this new equipment, is allowing us to be on in different bars and stuff. Oh, so okay. um, right now... I don't know when this is coming out, but we we're gonna be we're on right now with T's and Taps. Mm-hmm. We have our Blondale there, but we're teaming up with Opie Social. We're ha- we're in Opie Social. Um, they're having the Orchard Park IPA. We're, we're trying to hit Orchard Park Market and um, get our beer out there too, which is exciting. So that's the next beer we're gonna try. Shane is gonna show these awesome tap handles that actually T's and Taps guys created for us. And really, when we yeah. were there, um, we actually ran into Reed. And it was really, yeah, it was all luck, not was, planned at all. Yeah, but he was in the booth next to us, really. Yeah, and we were with the guys at Briar Brothers. Okay, shout awesome. out Briar Brothers. Yeah. yeah, so we were just awesome. hanging out golfing and we got rained out mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we ended up going to Tees and Tabs. Mm. Reed walks in and he was having a blast with the family and everything. Yeah, and when we went to the bar afterwards, when we were done golfing, we saw your tap yeah. at their bar. That's funny, and yeah. <clears throat> I remember looking at you, and then I just, like, started smiling. Yeah. And I didn't really say anything about it, but I was yeah. like, that's amazing. Because, yeah. like, we know you guys, and I'm just like, that shows a tremendous amount of growth because that keeps up. What most people don't realize is the back end of what that means. Like, that yeah. means you're able to keep up with the demand that mm-hmm. that specific business has, not even your own. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Is that the case, though, that you're able to keep up still, or are you still struggling? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't want to jinx anything. But <laughs> no, right now, it's... I think we're just we're in a comfortable spot. Maybe yeah. maybe when we start to do cans, um, it could be a little bit different. But yeah. we're still we're still willing to brew seven days a week and put in that effort to get our beer out there um, and promote the brand as much as possible. But I think it's different because people come in here and they like the vibe and the atmosphere and everything. But Shane, like our family, comes in and they love being here. Shane and I, we love being here, but we're here literally every day for yeah. every minute and every second so i don't know if we lost appreciation of maybe not like the shock value of seeing our beer on our own tap so seeing a tap handle and our beer on other people's bars is kind of uh, creating that feeling again like this is cool like how you guys see your brand right. whiskey being two big whiskey guys like seeing a tap handle going to a bar and being like it doesn't feel real. No. Still. Not at all. And I don't think, I, I hope it never feels real because I never want to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's just it's just cool. It's a cool feeling. <laughs> dude, do it. Dude, that's that amazing. That's dude. amazing. Are you good? I'm good, dude. Good? It's that time you were right. Oh, okay. Oh, at least this is a regular thing. This isn't yeah, just Yeah, it happens like, a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You had me nervous there for a little bit. No. This is something that just no, happened. I just, it's like dry. I don't know. Dude. This happens to me every freaking year. So this is the Orchard Park IPA, and this is our tap, tap handle. handle. Guys, for everyone watching. Dude, that is sick. There's tissue in my nose. <laughs> okay, so this is... Um, <laughs> that is so cool. It's a legitimate Sorry. handle, first of all, but everything is etched into it. It is. With, I assume, a laser. Correct. Yeah, it was um, the guys from Teas and Tap, um, Mike, Mike Huber, I think is dude, his that sick. That's like the Tuber. top of the putter, Tuber. dude. Yeah, dude, they like killed it. They're great guys over there. Um, we literally, we were golfing there, and we were like, can we were the we we own first line. Um, I get more tissue. <laughs> oh I said we own first line. We'd love to put a beer on tap. And he was like, yeah, we'll make something work. And we're like, he's like, we also make tap handles. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, he's like, do you want us to make you one? We're like, yeah, if you guys want to, that'd be great. So then we came out, we got maybe like five or six of these and, um, they did a great job. We designed this with them and, um, and we're going to put these in, in different bars. So keep, keep your eyes out and look for this and make sure you're ordering whatever is coming out of this tap handle. So were you guys selective in what bars you wanted to get into? Was there like yeah. an overwhelming support that everybody wanted you and you're like I want only want like this place or what was no. that process like? So um, there's different like legal things like mm. obviously with distribution laws and stuff. Um, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So just, I, I don't. I just want to be careful with what I say. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, no, you're fine. Um, bars have contracts with um, third-party distributors that supply their alcohols to them. So if a company, say like a, a bar, randomly gets a keg from whoever, that company is going to be like, "What? Are, that supplier is mm-hmm. going to be like, what are you doing? We have a contract that I supply your legally your bar with sure. the alcohol. So so then the bar can't go direct. Because certain, essentially, you walking in, it would be quote unquote direct to a certain extent. Okay, so that's the that's the fine line that um, is that has to be carefully yeah um, navigated. Exactly, that's the word. Yes. So we were that yeah. So it's finding that right partner sure. who is um, not willing to do that, but like can do that. Sure, um, you got to find like we want to stay everything Shane and I handle. Um, go to bars and we want to do like um, bar takeovers or tap takeovers but we have some bars in mind where for people that we know that own bars that want our beer that just want to support us which is great that we grew up with Um, but also there's different marketing tactics that we want to utilize and reach different markets that may not be specific to the South Towns or Orchard Park and kind of hit maybe the city or really North Towns or something but so, in the air. so when somebody comes in, just kind of speaking on location, have you guys experienced like someone coming from somewhere other than like local and they're like, oh, I heard about you guys. Yeah. I want some of that. Yeah. It was um, really even when we just like first opened, we were getting people from Rochester, even down far there, that region. Um, I think a lot of it was the brand when we first started. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, we have a lot of cops from Tonawanda mm-hmm. that come in. They're great guys. They 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 would text us when we first were open and our hours were fluctuating, and they would text us being like, "Hey, I want to drive 40 minutes, 35 minutes to you guys. Are you open?" And we'd be like, "Yeah, we'll stay open for you guys. Come on, come on down." Uh, but yeah, we 
we we're still we were so small that we really couldn't market because we were filling up our tables and having waits that were outrageous. Yeah, what was your longest wait time? Oh my gosh, dude. When we first opened, I had my buddies that were I grew up with that were waiting. The line would go out to there, maybe an hour and a half. And we're like, we can't mark. I mean, we granted, we only had a couple of tables, but we couldn't market and create and hit new markets and bring people in because we couldn't, we didn't have the capacity. So right now we do have the capacity um, and we're, we're, we're trying to market to outside um, target demographics that we can bring them in because now we have the ability to do that. So we do have great regulars. We still have new people coming in from mm-hmm. um, really all over. It's cool to see. We had uh, the owners of um, a brewery down in Ellicottville um, came down and they're supporting, um, trying us out. And people still all, all over are coming over. Yeah. So since you guys are have been established for one year, and I want to talk about your one-year party that you have coming up, even though this is going to yeah. air after that. But since you guys have been open for one year, have you noticed other industry people like other breweries recognize you a little bit more and kind of be more supportive um, that you guys are established or has it always been pretty supportive that's a good question um we've we've stayed <laughs> Shane is literally just walking around waiting dude just have it on camera um, yeah dude you're good live your life man <laughs> it's fine it's a gusher it's a gusher it says a volunteer i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why Someone out there, please tell me how I get how I get a bloody nose in no. the middle of an interview. Derek had a good question. Um, <laughs> I think it's we, rare, but I had to go. Yeah, no, we've stayed <laughs> we've stayed in contact with the couple, the few brewers that really helped us grow and get into this industry. There's a couple that now that our name is kind of getting out there that are coming out and trying our beer and shooting their shit with us, really, but. Um, Nothing, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. We, we, we're, we like to go. Still go to breweries. Um, it's a cool question? community. Like brewers coming in, and now that we're kind of bigger, right? Like if your if your respect has kind of grown since you guys have been open for a year now. I think our confidence has grown sure. from. I can speak on my end with our one barrel system. It kind of. I think we were viewed a little bit as like still a home brewer. Or we've had that cust- just owned a place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we've had customers at the bar when I was bartending, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, you guys were one barrels. I brew at home. Like I figured I can do it." And like I was kind of insulted by that. I'm like, "Dude, you can maybe do it, but it's a freaking grind. Like it's not just brewing on a one barrel. It's mm-hmm. a lot of other sacrifices that are being made." So I think this five barrel for me kind of makes us more Legitimate. professional. Yeah, yeah. to a yeah. certain extent where. To be completely honest, I don't really, I don't really care if other breweries are sure. how they look at us because I know the product that we're producing is, it's good for us, and that's really all that matters for me. Well, it has been cool to see other brewers and other breweries that may have overlooked us before now, you know, commenting on our posts contacting us i know i have a tissue in my nose you guys probably can't no i'm saying i'm smiling because we're experiencing the same thing no i'm just saying i'm just i cannot believe that my nose is (laughs) all about your nose bleeding right now and to all the other breweries out there that i'm talking about and you see me with my nose bleeding i'm usually way more professional Dude, you got no, it. No. You got it. Stand but strong. But there's, there's like breweries on Instagram that will message us or comment yeah. on us, and we're like, 
even before all this, we were just huge fans of mm-hmm. the establishment. And it's cool to see, like, we post a beer picture, and they comment saying, like, oh, that looks great. Like, good job, guys. Yeah. And that's yeah. just kind of a rewarding feeling, as you guys may be experiencing we, yourselves. We did. So, like, even today, we got a follower um, today. Yeah. And when I saw the notification for it, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way. Like, this is probably a spam fake account yeah. where someone stole the same name. I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, no, it's the actual account. And I was just, like, thrown away. That's and awesome. then I think before that, the only other time was when the the one page, which we... No free shout-outs, but they have, like, yeah. 89,000 followers. Yeah. Oh, and I was wow. like, yeah. okay. Like, if they're following us, and then I look, and they have... You know, eighty nine thousand followers, but they only follow like two hundred and thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty cool. You guys, you know, so cheers to you guys. You guys have been killing it yeah. ever since you guys are our interview. Too. Like you guys, guys shout out to you guys. We, yeah, we, thank you. We see how Thanks, much man. hard work you're putting in, and it's paying off. We're trying. We're so trying to, to that point, we talked a little bit off camera about this, about how you guys literally grind here all the time and don't really get to appreciate it. And now that you are up here, kind of doing a podcast and sitting here and not working, mm-hmm. you're a little bit more able to appreciate what you've built can you talk us through what you guys have thought of when you first started and now relaxing and being able to take a step back what you guys are thinking now that you built all this we we have employees now which that's wild <laughs> i think you're I'm good. good i'm good i'm good so we have, good. <laughs> so we have i don't want everyone to feel like we're complaining about working hard and stuff sure. but um we do have a great <laughs> did you pick that one because it's more full yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, so, so we have employees now that we're here doing during the day and doing the stuff during the day, but then we can sit back and chill at the bar and talk to customers or walk around and not. Well, when we first opened, we were the bartenders, so yeah, we didn't have everything. that ability. Yeah, we didn't have the ability to just to walk around and talk to the customers and stuff. Um, Alyssa's coming up here. Um, What's up? But so that that makes it more re- real as. I mean, to be like, we've hired friends or we've hired people literally like our age that they're, if they're listening to this, we're still your bosses, but it, it still doesn't <laughs> feel like we're their bosses because we're, we're the same age as them. But we're very happy with the employees that we picked mm-hmm. and people that want to work here is very rewarding. Um, and yeah, we just have a great staff that lets us kind of have somewhat of a normal life again. Yeah. Well, the cool thing when we were building, when this addition was under construction, I think the only points where I actually would be able to sit back and like take it in, my it was always me and my mom. Like my mom's here all the time working, and there was a lot of times where me and her would either be sitting out front drinking a beer and watching them build, or actually sitting up here. With, just with like our legs hanging out the window and just like looking at everything and it was like a crazy it was like in those moments where we were able to actually sit back and be like holy shit this is nuts or when we, or when we reopened the first floor and the second floor wasn't open my mom would be up here staining and I'd be sitting in a lawn chair up here drinking a beer and like in those moments you're able to actually like sit back and be like this is really cool like that we were able to do this, but 99% of the time we're so ingrained in working and doing everything else that it just, we never really get like to feel the cool parts of it per se. Not never, but a lot of the time. I think, I think you should, but I don't think you always should. I mean, as you guys probably understand, like if you, if you become comfortable, then you're not growing or you're not trying new things. Um, we just had a, like Mike and I had a heated conversation 
couple days ago where we're like we got to do something different which led to mm-hmm. hopefully it turned out pretty good but the whole thing that happened before this yeah like, it's just you become comfortable doing the same thing and you're like you we have to do something you gotta constantly because be we're eventually yeah. gonna become complacent and then not put as much effort into it mm-hmm. it's yeah. just insane like what a business partnership can do mm-hmm. but yeah because you guys obviously have a the same borderline relationship that him and I do where he'll ask a question it'll plant a seed and then all of a sudden it'll just erupt yeah exactly you know I mean? so, and then you just brain dump to each other what can you just set them up over here sorry we are open right now so the first yeah. time we did this podcast we well, were you're open good. you're good set them up um, but we're gonna wrap up in like five yeah. minutes yeah no you're good um, just to, along that point I think I think for you guys too. I don't. I don't. We're we're friends and we know each other. I don't know your background, but we had a lot of doubt from even family members that we said we wanted to start a brewery, um, and they're like, "We've never been brewed before." That, they're right? like, "You you can't brew beer," you know. So and I our think friends like I had a lot of my close friends that didn't support it until it was a real thing, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they supported it. Which obviously it's nice they support it now, but um, it's always kind of been like we had this weird start where people didn't believe in us besides like our immediate people mm-hmm. um, it literally happened like how you guys probably happened you know how you talk just shoot the shit with your buddies and we're like yo we should start a brewery and then like we, months hap- like years go by and like oh we never did it mm-hmm. whatever this idea literally we said we should start a brewery and we just fucking went with it I was literally driving to Rochester you for know? work texting Mikey about brewery names like patriotic names and we came up with this random name that is not first line. Um, so it was all very off the cuff when yeah. we did this. But um, for those watching, I'm not an inspirational speaker. But honestly, take take the risk. Like if you're willing yeah. to do something, just do it. Like not to rip off. There's Mike. Coach McDermott. There's Coach. He's probably asking Yo, look, where we are. Look at Coach driving his lifted just looks like a coach his lifted Shelby Ford truck we had right, all right, don't out him like that <laughs> I'm not talking about his colors plate license number plate number is <laughs> not talking about colors but not, yes. definitely not wearing a green shirt right now yeah, yeah. yeah but Coach McDermott is on the road in we, front of the brewery just crushing it right he now he might come in go he might be on the, we on told, the we told Reed uh, that we are the backup long snappers we are whether he likes official. it or not or whether the coach knows it or not if Reed goes down we're going in yeah so, um, so yeah, before the singer started shouting because I'm sure that this yeah. going to happen soon. What beer do we have in front of us okay, now? Okay, so this is our so originally... I talked about the Orchard Park IPA and how we're going to be on tap. So. Oh, okay, so you're explaining. So this is... Um, yeah, you were bleeding. This yeah. is, <laughs> I really cannot believe it. That, I, I'm, I'm surprised it didn't happen on the news. That would have been great. I right. kind of wish it would have yeah. happened there. Anyway, so this is our like staple IPA and the cool thing about this beer is that it takes shape of a classical... I kind of just want to scream the coach right now. I gotta be a professional. There he is. There he goes. <laughs> it's crazy because he's shorter than his truck. But anyways, we'll go on. <laughs> All respect. Please bring us a Super Bowl. I know. <laughs> For the love of God. Literally please. do whatever you want to do. <laughs> right, so, go ahead. Explain the so beer. So the, the cool thing about this beer, which I think is very unique, is that the when you look at it, you th- you think this is going to be a West Coast style because it's clear. It's got the darker yeah, no, darker, darker color to it. But surprisingly enough, it's actually a New England style IPA that was conditioned out. So you're able to get that very tropical hop note with also the lighter mouthfeel of a West Coast. And it's just a weird 
it's a weird, cool combo, and we're really happy about this, and we're happy to Let's put this in Worcester Park. So. To the East Coast, baby. Cheers, boys. East Coast, East West Coast. Thanks for bloody nose is on, on the live television. Mm-hmm. You made us look like unprofessional, but it's a fun. This is super good. Yeah, it's light. So you get yeah, that, it, yeah. the mouth it's feel. pineapple or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you get that mouthfeel of a lighter West Coast style IPA, um, but you get that the hop aroma and the flavor is an, is New England style, which is cool because a lot yeah. of New Englands are very hazy, thicker, um, and this is more of like a lighter New England IPA, mm-hmm. which is is cool. I don't really know what to call this. I get, I think it's a New England IPA, but it's definitely not hazy. It's an Orchard yeah. Park IPA. It's an Orchard Park IPA. I love it. Obviously, there it is. There it is. Um, but yeah, no, thank you guys for having us again. Whatever, whenever you want to have another podcast, we love ready. it. We got us. We gotta. We gotta think about that. For all the fans out well, there, we explain we want to do a monthly podcast of just. We want to do a joint podcast with um, our Happy graphic Hour designer and Tom, Tom. idiot Tom boy. Um, <laughs> well, realistically, round three Tom would boy. make sense with yeah. the new patio. Yeah. So, so well, but again, we're obviously going to be in between rounds two and three. Yeah. Just because your food menu is also on point, as well as your beer. Yeah. So we do want to. We're going to start. Um, now we have the ability to do like collabs with other businesses and stuff. So we actually are going to do some pop-up shops. Yeah. Hatchets with, and Hops is going to be here with their oh, uh, mobile axe throwing yeah. trailer. So we're very excited to see that this new equipment has opened up a lot of new doors for us. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, stay stay up to date with us on social media and you can find out what's going on. What's social media? So Michael Meyer on at Michael Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> so we got um, First Eye Brewing on Facebook and Instagram. We don't use Twitter, so don't even bother that. Yeah. Um, but TikTok has been going right. Dude, for we have us. a TikTok. We have a TikTok yeah, so video that has ten thousand views. Damn. Dude, and it's of Shane I, sitting on I, I eighteen mean, bar stools. There, there's a video of me. I don't know why we did this. I just thought it was funny. Mikey was in the bathroom, and I stacked all the, all the bar stools up at the bar, and I was sitting on like fifteen bar stools, and I was like, "Dude, take a video." So we made a TikTok out of it. And like a couple days later, I checked, we got ten thousand views. So our TikTok, our TikTok with our fifty-two followers is popping. <laughs> but the, vi- the content is funny, and we're gonna keep bringing funny content. That's like we- he said to me yesterday. And I think it's a good point to like who we are. Is he's like, could you imagine if you go back and watch our games, which, which you saw the games uh, TikTok? He's like, could you imagine two business owners anywhere else making a dumb? We have to take advantage of how old we are because at forty years old, making that TikTok yeah, is right. stupid. Not gonna go well. But I think it goes. That was to hilarious. Sh- I, think it, I think it goes. So it was literally the same. Like we were on, we got interviewed by a news station, so we were very professional. We were on the news. We were alive. We had to be more professional or mature than we are. But then, literally, like three hours later, we posted that TikTok of me yeah. panting and playing games with kegs. And I was, I was a keg for a minute. Yeah, no, we're, we like to have fun, and I think that's where our loyal customer base, why they are drawn to mm-hmm. us, is because we, since day one, Mikey and I are, you know, laughing, having fun. Our our family and our our workers are the same way. Like some of the stuff that goes down here probably shouldn't, but we don't care because everyone has fun. So well, it's not a free for all, but it's not a free for all, but it's definitely like you learn that life's short. And life's short, and you know, have fun, laugh, do you know, crazy shit. Don't break the law, obviously, but Breaking well, the law. you guys are doing it for the right reason too. I mean, you're obviously you're in it to make money. Everybody is when you start a business, but you're doing it because you enjoy brewing beer and enjoy establishing the culture that is first line brewing, which I think 
resonates with what you guys like your personality with your TikTok, with your Instagram, and everything yep. like that. <laughs> it's just everything together. It's just this is what first line brewing it is. is. Yeah. You love us or you hate us. That's the thing. They'll it's, love it's, us. it's one or the other, really. People yeah. either like us or they hate us for no we reason. Got, so I, that's you guys have seen it. That, yeah. yeah, I was about to say that's a good point. We were very when we first started. Um, not hyped or um, focused on like the negativity mm-hmm. um, but you just gotta realize you gotta let go of yeah. that and that was something big for us just be like we know what we have here um, who really cares what the, the negatives or critics right. are well saying. I mean yeah like there would be times where I'll spend all this time on a beer and you know nine, 90 people 99 people say they love it and then there's that one review that's like horrible and just like rude and right. I have to like tell myself like don't listen to that dude. He's in his mom's basement. Right. He's got no job. He's miserable. He's he just wants to ruin your day. Or the people on Facebook or social media that know, people just criticize nice, Mike. You know, it's like jerks. we're two young kids giving back to the community, working our butts off, and these people will just come at our necks for yeah. no reason. Well, because you said you're that, tatted. Yeah. Because I'm tatted. <laughs> well, you Show guys said that on the oh, news yeah. too got, about how much you have donated. Yeah, so we've donated um, fifteen around fifteen thousand or so. Now, I don't 15, know how you can geez. hate this business. That's what I'm saying because. From day one, these people doubted that we were actually going to give back before we open, and then we proved that we give back, and we've given large donations to right. people that we've never put on social media because we didn't feel like it, just like we wanted to keep it on the yeah, low. There's, yeah, there we have we've donated. You don't do it for the attention. No, well, I, I can tell you guys, we did for Memorial Day. There was three families in Rochester. Their husbands died in a helicopter crash, and us and Reed Ferguson teamed up and we donated. A good amount of money to each family. And and we didn't post. We about talked that on about it. We media. said, should we? Should we post I said it? Not, we didn't want to be a. We didn't want to put on social you know? media because it's it's you know that we did it for what we're about. We did it. So these people who will hate on us, it's like we're giving back to people. I don't know how you do it. Makes sense. Yeah, they don't matter. I don't know. All, how. We'll, all we'll focus on is more Orchard Park IBAs. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll just keep crushing. Yeah. It's exactly. just yeah, it's the, those are the people that I'm sure you guys and and every business has those morons that just want to chirp you and be trolls so that's that's definitely my biggest thing is just biting my tongue and now yeah. I'm way better now than I used you to used to be I used to, to go off really hothead yeah because it's just so rude and it's we're just, just not like that yeah. we're, everybody who comes in here and knows us I mean they like this place they like us yeah. not everyone but yeah. we're not mean people we're not rude just to so, make sure to have a good time yeah. Yeah. Just exactly. we just yeah. get bloody yeah. noses exactly. sometimes <laughs> we get bloody noses sometimes and sometimes we our eye waters when we take a cigar that's it roast them well gentlemen thank you keep doing what you're doing you guys thank are doing you. great Thanks, keep focusing on the positivity we love what you're doing here your beers are thank amazing you. especially that sour Thanks, and we'll boys. be back for round three for sure Thanks, and this monthly podcast we're going to start doing sometime yes, Dude, need honest to, do to god please can we set this off all right, dude, you don't got to yell about it. <laughs> you guys I'm have done. a studio now. Yeah, we do. It, it, you got to come there. It gets like right. 110 degrees in there. That's, That's fine. Pretty fine. We're used to it. I'm we going to stand on a boil kettle. That's fine. Don't, don't act guys, like it's can, always 110. <laughs> we can do it up here. We'll talk about random shit. I know. A great time. We'll just laugh. What was the name we'll, that you called it? Uh, Sleepy slumber party. Slumber party. Slumber party. <laughs> All of us just drink so much that we have to sleep here. We gotta That's get. A, we gotta create that Instagram now. So yes, I know. we are pros. If you guys are that. serious about this. I'm serious about this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk off camera. All right, yes. okay. All right everybody. Boys, thank you so much thank for round two. Thank thank you. I love you all. I'll see you in the tap room soon. See you guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you Saturday. <laughs>
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.